0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm your host, Chris Curran, and I'm happy that you're able to join me. Again, hopefully you've listened to some past episodes. If you haven't, you can always go back and do that. They're all listed on our website, which is themysticshow.net. And on this show, we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and consciousness and actually a lot of things that are unseen and otherworldly. And the purpose of this show is for you and I and everyone uh, can progress on our spiritual path and grow, grow into who we ought to become as one of uh, my spiritual guides said. Uh, we release new episodes every Friday morning, and you can hear the show as a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And again, our website is themysticshow.net. And you can also sign up for uh, behind-the-scenes emails directly from me, where each week I share some tidbits of behind-the-scenes of The Mystic Show, some of the things that didn't make it onto the on the air, so to speak. And real quick, I'd just like to thank our sponsor, Pause Your Life. Pause as in P-A-U-S-E. <laughs> Pause Your Life. Do you feel you need to escape the craziness sometimes? You feel like you need a break sometimes? Well, Pause Your Life facilitates retreats and meetups to give you that chance to just breathe and relax and be, to put down all the, all the roles and all the titles and all the garbage that you're carrying on your shoulders and just be a human being and be in a conducive environment for that too. So pauseyourlife.org is the website, pauseyourlife.org. And this is a very special episode because we have a very special guest. Uh, I am very happy to be able to welcome David Gagan. He's the author of The Endless Journey. A Unique Perspective on Mankind's Origin, Purpose, and Ultimate Destiny. Uh, it's a book I, I just started reading. In his uh, quote-unquote previous life, <laughs> professionally, he was an electronics design engineer and a technical manager for Boeing. He was a senior executive with the U.S. Army, some of their research and development, and he, was, he directed joint Army and NASA laboratories as well. And he was the U.S. Army's representative on the NATO Advisory Group for Aerospace Research and Development. So he's an Army and NASA engineer, and he came on his journey to embrace larger worldviews and, and spirituality and everything. We're going to hear all about it. I'm very happy. Welcome, David, to the show.
1: Thanks, Chris. I'm happy to be here.
0: This is great. So I just started reading your book. Again, it's called The Endless Journey. And y- your journey is is quite a story in itself. I want to talk a little bit about that, but I have to first say that I read the preface and the introduction to your book, and the way you came from a scientific background uh, and, and looked for answers there and didn't find the answers there, you know, to your satisfaction, then you looked toward religion and looked for answers there, didn't find it to your satisfaction, and you kind of made your own way. So just tell us how that happened well
1: i um you know I was raised a uh in the episcopalian church, and I remember as a uh, as a young man, maybe fifteen or so sitting in the church looking around and seeing all the pomp and ceremony, and thinking, "I don't know what truth is, but this isn't it <laughs> and and i and i uh moved on from there, of course. Being an engineer, I was uh, bent towards towards science, but but science science came up with with uh, a, a an answer that just didn't make any sense to me. It 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 basically said we're a bunch of chemicals, and and that uh, and that's not gonna you know we all disappear when we die, and that didn't make any sense to me either. So I started looking at uh, in other directions. I uh I I didn't give up on religion. I thought well, maybe religion was uh, uh had had uh, had had its pot stirred a little too much over the last 1500 or so years. So I went back to the origin of religion and uh I found that fascinating. It was very very different than what I had uh what I had seen in uh you know from today's doctrine. So then I looked at Eastern and Western philosophies. I looked at archaeology and anthropology and metaphysics, New Age theories. There's a whole bunch of places to look. And, you know, as I did it over, over time, I started to see a whole different world than what I had been raised in. And it was absolutely fascinating.
0: Right. And you kind of went after it with the... You know, with purpose, with with a purpose to figure this thing out. I think that's important when when people are searching, isn't it?
1: Well, I think it is. I, uh, you know, it's funny when I started, and I I started kind of with the oddities in uh, in life. You know, like the pyramids. Where did they come? Right. Why did our civilization all of a sudden, uh, you know, seem to appear about ten thousand years ago? And then and then the more I looked at it, the more I I broadened my scope and uh And then I, I'm not sure I ever really thought in the very beginning that I could ever come up with the answers to who I am and why I'm here. But as time went on and and I continued the search, which which for me lasted probably forty-some years, it it started to come up with some answers that really blew me away.
0: Right. So I, w- I w- also want to bring up here in the beginning of this conversation this idea about worldviews and about beliefs. And y- you very well, in your preface and introduction, talk about how our worldview, or, you know, some people use the word paradigm, I guess, that really conditions everything in our life. And, you know, a person can be living and think that they're totally free. Like I think most Americans these days would qualify under this. Uh, under this that they think they're free but yet they're really you know they're really in like a, they're sort of trapped inside of a golden cage but they don't even know it um, so worldviews are important and I think one of the things in your book that you're gonna do is you're gonna unfold your own worldview to us the reader is that correct yeah
1: that that is absolutely correct we uh, we are prisoners of our precious notions and nobody was more of a prisoner than I was. And, uh, and it takes a while to, to break through that. And, and some concepts are harder than others. Uh, for me, I thought reincarnation was the most difficult one that I had to deal with. It probably took me 10 years of, uh, of looking into it to try to, to finally convince myself that I had looked at every aspect of it and the most plausible so, the solution was indeed reincarnation was true. And once that broke free for me and I was able to see that, then it was, it was huge in trying to uh, uh, understand the other aspects of, uh, of what turned out to be my worldview.
0: Right, in, in in my own life, this happened because I practiced meditation for about. Well, I I started a meditation practice, and after a few years, after meditating and going inwards, I I actually I don't know why I just picked up the Bible because I was actually raised Catholic. I picked up the Bible and I read some of what Jesus was talking about, and I had read the Bible, you know, when I was a teenager, let's say, and. When I read it this time, after meditating for a few years, it it was like a totally different book. Like I could understand the words he was saying so much better because I was actually doing it myself.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. And and if you go back to what Jesus actually said, he he what he said, I agree with one hundred percent. It's it's been changed a lot over time for a whole bunch of different reasons, and and it's been you know what what he was really was really uh, talking about you know bits and pieces of it come through, but a whole bunch of other stuff gets added on top that he had nothing to do with. But if you look at him, you look at Buddha, you look at the uh, Upanishads, which is the uh, the ancient uh, writings of the of the Hindus. Uh, all of this stuff, it, what it's incredibly consistent, and and it all makes an awful lot of sense if if you have the right paradigm, if you've set your mind got rid of some of the uh, uh some of your notions that uh you know have have uh, led led us astray
0: right so i just want to mention again the title of your book is called the endless journey a unique perspective on mankind's origin purpose and ultimate destiny um let's talk about this i mean you, you kind of as i did in my life um saw through a lot of the different worldviews that people have and tried to come up with your own. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want you to maybe give away the whole book, but what, what did you come up with? What worldview did you, you know, and I, I know it might be hard to describe uh, in one sitting, but what worldview did you come up with that's comfortable for you? I, uh, let,
1: me, let me give you a Cliff Notes version <laughs> of the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we are eternal spirits, having a life experience. A spirit is a mind, so thoughts are our only product. Spirits have no gender, no race, no nationality. All spirits, all spirits, are equal and differentiated only by their level of wisdom. There is no such thing as evil. Only ignorance. That one usually stumps people for a while but once you think about it that locks in. The purpose of existence is the perfection of the soul. Now that's of existence. The purpose of this life is to learn truth. Our experiences are the lessons that teach us truth and the truth that life teaches us is emotional wisdom. We create the world we live live in by the decisions that we make. Who we are was determined by our past decisions, but who we become will be determined by decisions not yet made. This means that we, and only we, are responsible for our spiritual growth, and only we have the power to change our lives. Selfless service is the key to spiritual growth. We are on an endless journey towards the perfection of the soul, and the sooner we put materialism and egotism aside, then the sooner we will move beyond this difficult cycle of birth and death.
0: <laughs> there you have it. Wow! A Cliff Notes version. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I. Wow, that just resonates so much with me and this show. Um, I, I need to ask you. Me and everyone listening to this are on this journey, and sometimes life is difficult. And it's very uplifting to me to to think that I have a choice. I can make my life better. I can learn. Or acquire more wisdom through learning, um, but but life is really tough um, sometimes. Sometimes the the thoughts and actions of my past, I'm suffering or enjoying the consequences of those actions from the past, and it's not fun, and it's it's hard to realize that I can shape my future because the present is is seems to be bleak so that's quite that's a conundrum in life right we want to move on and we want to create our future but it's tough we're still suffering from the past it
1: it is you're absolutely right we we fear the future and we rue the past and what we need to do is we need to get out of that mode and we need to just just live in the present because if we realize that our past mistakes were our greatest learning opportunities they, we don't have to sit here and rue all of these dumb things that we do and dumb things that we've said. It's they're they're in our past. They they've happened. We've learned from them. Maybe we haven't learned everything that we need to learn. So maybe there'll be some more experiences in the future that will give us another perspective on on whatever uh, truth that we're trying to uh, grasp uh, in those circumstances. But but these mistakes that we make, this this is where we do our learning. You know, look at yourself. When things go well in life, you really don't know why they go well. You might have an opinion here or there, but things just went well and you move on. When things don't go well, you understand every little detail because it drags you into it. That's where we do our learning, where we make our mistakes. And what we need to do is we need to accept those as positive things, huge benefits for us, and just move on from it. We have free will, and we can moan and groan about things, or we can enjoy life. It's our choice.
0: Mm. Why do you think people find it hard to just accept the miseries as learning opportunities and just move on?
1: I I think most people don't see the bigger picture. I think most people uh look at it and and they look at it as a very specific incident and then another incident and that's what our life is it's one little series of frustrations after the other it's it's you know it's that's how we learn and and if we realized that that this is all part of a grander scheme and these are all things that quite frankly we've set up we 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 have these spiritual guides that we work with when before we Come into this life, and we set up a life plan. and they And these guides are are very, very wise, and they understand exactly what we need, and they work with us to decide what lessons are best for us to learn at this particular stage of our growth. So, so we set up these lessons, and they're and they're difficult lessons, and some of them could be be incredibly difficult lessons, but but they're that they're important to us. And I think if people just realize. That these problems that the the infl- of afflictions that they that they get, whether they're injury or disease or or just having a bad time with the boss or whatever, are really there for their own good and and all they really have to do is deal with it as best they can and learn from it, and then move on. I think it you know I, I think you know it would help people immensely if they could just see the bigger picture. And how they fit into it and what their purpose is
0: totally makes sense um now as far as people where they are in their life you know there's all different religions all different philosophies you know the the christians think that the muslims are doing it wrong the, Mus- the muslims think the christians are doing it wrong everyone thinks that the atheists are idiots um is there is there a wrong place to be or is there a better place to be or from from wherever someone is they can grow from there? Well, there's no question
1: that wherever someone is, they can grow from there. And the key is opening their mind and and opening their perspective and trying to see things from other other viewpoints. Uh I think every one of the religions has has uh uh, in an attempt to have control and power over over the years over the millennia, they have set up certain set of dogma that has uh, has interfered with the true religious principles that we all have to have to live with and under, and as a result they they 've become very set in their ways, and they do this because of fear and religion has set up fear uh fear of god is one of the big big things that uh all of the religions have fear of being punished by god but god god doesn't punish anybody for being ignorant he understands he's he's so far above that that he's he he's he's strictly uh uh trying to to get rid of our ignorance and make us wise and he does whatever he can uh, and he set up a, a flawless system to do that takes time takes a lot of time mm. takes eternity but that's what we're doing and 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 the people that are that have tied themselves to a doctrine need to untie themselves a little bit and open up their mind and they can see that there is a bigger picture and and it's a, I'll tell you it's a little frightening when you let go of one set of of uh, principles that you've got and say, okay, I'm not gonna buy into this. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on and open my mind and see what you're gonna find. You don't know what you're gonna find. And I in all honesty, I you know, at times in my life when I I was getting this stuff bit by bit as I brought it in, Sometimes I was wondering, what in the heck is this, you know, the answer going to be on this thing? You know, this may not be good. As it turns out, it's a really good story. It's a very good story. It's far better story than any religion uh, uh, preaches. But it's a little frightening because you have to believe it. You have to take it in, and and you can kid anybody you want, but you can't kid yourself. Hmm. So you have to buy into it.
0: Right. So, everyone listening to this, and me included, um, you know, we really want to see beyond the physical into the spirit world and understand things from a higher level. What, as far as practical tools go of everyday life, you know, I'm walking around, I'm going to go later today and, and get the oil changed and go, and go buy groceries. Are there any tools that I can use in my everyday life to, to help me stay focused on something higher? You know, I
1: I I think it's really really opening your mind up. Just 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 be you know trying to realize that a lot of the things that you believe in and are in your world view are probably not right. You know, we look at science, and science has got a, a half life of of 18, uh, eighteen months, and and which says that uh, you know everything that they tell us half of it they'll tell us is. Wrong over the next eighteen months, <laughs> so science, science is in its infancy and 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 it 's doing great and there 's a lot of very, very bright scientists, believe me and' they're, and they 're trying to figure it out. but what you need to do is you need to say to yourself i, I don 't need to prove anything, I just need to understand what 's the most plausible, what makes the most sense and if, and if you have a uh, a set of uh, um, uh, doctrines that you follow, just ask yourself, does, does this make sense? Is this, is this a plausible thing? Or have I decided to believe this because I'm afraid not to? Uh, I, you know, Or, or I, I need something and I grab this and I'm going with it. But if you just look at it and say, what's, what's, does this make sense? Is this really a plausible thing? And you think it through, you'll slowly start coming to the right answer. And I think that's really the key. It's it's just opening your mind and saying, "Hey, let me let me take a fresh view. God gave me this uh, this ability to discriminate, this reason. I need to use it. I can't I can't just depend on somebody telling me something."
0: Right? So this uh, you know you're you've been on your own journey and you wrote this book again the title is the endless journey do you feel like your your journey's over i mean are you at the end or are you uh, you know i mean cuz you did all this research very uh, meticulously how do you feel personally are are you are you there
1: i i i feel that uh i have come a huge distance and I and I have a I I believe a very sound foundation and understanding. And what I try to do is I try to look at at various aspects that that uh, that come to me and say, okay, can I explain that in my in my world view? Does that fit? And and that's more um, developing a a sound, uh, making sure my base is sound. And everything that I have found fits very nicely into that base. But to say that I'm through is is clearly uh, not accurate. I, uh, I am still searching for additional things, additional uh, wisdom. Uh, you know, our journey is eternal. Uh, you know, so, some of the spirits that have been around for an awful long time, if we looked at them, you we would say, now that's a perfect spirit. But the fact of the matter is, they would say to us, eh, "No, I'm not perfect yet." So, so there's no end to our journey, and and my journey's not over. But I do feel that I have finally got a, a a really good grasp of an awful lot of the fundamentals on how how the system works, at least from our level, from from the perspective that I'm capable of seeing it. at at my level of growth
0: Mm. and and since you're you know since you were a scientist for so many years i have to ask you about intuition i mean obviously on your journey you've used your intuition and everyone has intuition what can you tell us about intuition and and where that fits in
1: In intuition is is really our subconscious and we have lived Uh, an untold number of lives we've uh, when we are a spiritual seed we start out with a truly blank slate and we work our way up through uh uh, very low levels i mean there's spirits in in everything there's spirits obviously in humans there's spirits in animals there's spirits in in trees there's spirits in rocks and plants there's spirits in everything and and you're working your way up to learn things through experiences. It takes a long time to be a human being. Uh, You have to have an awful lot of understanding so that you can start taking responsibility for yourself. And that's what happens when you develop and you reach our level as a human. And all you're seeing in your intuition is, is all of those experiences that you can't get at in your conscious mind but all those experiences are there for you to rely on. So I've found that every time I went against my uh, my intuition, uh, I, always, I always made a mistake. It was inevitable I screwed up. So when you have an intuition, you really have to think twice about saying, yeah, I don't want to go with it. But it's just all your experiences backed up and things that you can't reach right now. You will when you get in the spiritual world. You'll remember them all when you get back into it. <laughs> but now we we we're, we we can't we can't reach those very easily
0: right i guess our conscious mind is well in terms of the subconscious our conscious mind is tiny right right it right. is so and and again since you since you've been a scientist i wanted to ask you about the beginning of the universe and the end of the universe uh obviously a huge question do you do you worry about that at all or do you have you thought about that no the universe is uh the universe is the physical world.
1: It was created by the spiritual world for us to learn in. It's a it's a school, and and it 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 accommodates a huge amount of uh, uh, of of uh, wisdom. Those levels of wisdom, from the very very uh, inexperienced to some very very wise souls that are far beyond us, but the the universe will will disappear in time but the spiritual world doesn't the spiritual world's not in the universe it's outside the universe and then it will be recreated again in another in another cycle and these are long cycles and uh, so i i have no concern about the beginning or end of the universe it uh, and i think we're probably fairly close to the beginning of this universe but i but i don't really know that
0: mm. Interesting. So I know you mentioned in your introduction to your book, uh, you mentioned some other books, including uh, Many Lives, Many Masters by, uh, I think, Brian Weiss is the author? It's Dr. Weiss, yes. Dr. Brian Weiss. Yeah. And in, in that book, well, why don't you tell us what, you're in, what, you're, uh, what you got from that book?
1: That, uh, that was probably, well, it was my first uh, introduction to hypnotic regression. And uh, I read that book, and 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 I won't give it away. But Brian Weiss is a psychiatrist, and and he was having trouble with his patient Catherine, and uh, he had been seeing her for months, maybe a year, year and a half, and she had these phobias, and he was unable to uh, uh, unable to uh, help her. So he thought, well, maybe she had some childhood. Uh, childhood problems that she's forgotten so why don't I hypnotize her and we'll go back into her childhood and and see if we can find some of those problems so he did this and much to his surprise she she went far beyond her childhood she went back into past lives uh, she went into previous uh, in between lives and and it just blew him away and uh, and since then and this was back in i believe it was the 70s late 70s that he did this and and since then he uh he, he he he's gone with probably 4000 patients and they've all had these same experiences well when i read this book i honestly didn't know what to believe i certainly didn't believe in reincarnation at the time when i read it but i thought to myself there's something here that I have to pursue i have to I have to run this one down. this guy's either nuts or the woman's nuts <laughs> or or uh or i'm nuts so, so so i so I started to look and i and I started to find other books and there was a lot of other books that were that were uh uh about hypnotic regression, so I thought, okay, this is interesting so I'd read a lot of them, and some of them I thought, well, man, this is this is a little too much. Too too convenient that this person's finding special people in the past. So, so I kind of excluded some of those. And then and then I thought, well, you know, all these people are making money on these books. Why don't I go talk to somebody that does this for a living that doesn't make money? And I was surprised to find that there are there are a multitude. And of course, I was living in Boston, so it was easy to find a lot of psychiatrists and and such up there, so I went and talked to some that that are making a you know that are that are making a living doing it, but but not selling books. And I, you know, and I talked to them. I said, what are you guys finding? And they and they said exactly the same thing. So so and it, this was over a long period of time that that I did this. But this was one of the big big things that I started started thinking. Hey, maybe this reincarnation stuff is is really true and and that was the only thing i looked at but it was one of the key things that uh that i started to uh, say hey i got to start taking this serious and start looking around into it
0: hmm. so uh, were there anything you know in your in your life's journey and in also preparing to write the book w- was there anything else uh, besides reincarnation that was really difficult for you to accept initially
1: well you know i think some of the psychics were uh were were uh, difficult for me um i i struggled with them but then when 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 i read people like edgar casey uh and he he's uh he's really you know the guy never made a dime off of this and he did this and he had a very modest education started out as a catholic and then uh uh you know he he must have given Forty thousand uh, um, seances, and the things that he predicted were staggering, including medical advice to to people uh, to uh, to help them. And that's how he started out because of some of the problems that his family had. And then you read uh, 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 Emanuel Swedenberg uh, and he was uh, he, he lived about two hundred years ago or so. And 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 there's a few of them that. You know that it's awfully hard to say these guys were were flukes. These guys didn't know what they were talking about, and and so I thought I think that was a tough area. But I, I I think you know I I bumped into a lot of stuff that I uh, that I didn't understand the first time around, and and I accumulated a big library and I would stick the book in the in the show. I, I, you know I used to think well. There may be something here, I don't get it, but there may be something here, so I'd stay save the book and then, after you know ten, twenty years, I'd reread it, and all of a sudden, you know, like you with the Bible, all of a sudden you had advanced enough so you understood things that that you didn't the first time and and that's I think that really helped me because I was able to once once everything started to fall together, it all made sense, and that's and that was a big deal. For me, solving problems was, you know, I was an electrical engineer, and I, and I used to design flight control systems for, for Boeing. And when something would go bad, you know, you'd go look at it, and you'd look at the problem from two or three different aspects. And if all three were, were you know, gave you the same answer, then you'd say, okay, let's go with it. But if one of those three didn't, then you'd look at it from two or three other sides and you'd keep looking at the problem from a, a larger number of aspects until they all made sense and when they all made sense then you figured okay i got the solution well when it was when i was doing uh, looking for the answers to life i had to, i had to do the same thing to convince myself i had to look at the problem from absolutely every perspective i could because this was so important to me, my worldview was was what I believed, and i couldn't- i couldn't cheat myself
0: wow that's I like that. I want to ask you about uh the Bhagavad Gita uh This has been one of my favorite spiritual texts, even my spiritual guide has told us that this is. One of the most, as far as high level of spirituality, this is one of the highest spiritual texts around. Have you? Uh, I know you mentioned it a little bit. Have you read the the Gita?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the Gita is 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 really one of the chapters in the Mahabharata, which is the one of the ancient uh, uh, Indian um, uh, texts. And I mean this this the Mahabharata is is absolutely fascinating. It's a huge, huge. Uh, number of volumes of books and and I've read all of those and they're and they're very interesting. And this is one chapter in uh within it. And uh and I haven't read it for probably a decade, but it was a fascinating fascinating uh book and 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 it uh it told of a story of uh of Arjuna who was the uh um, the warrior uh, the warrior. Yeah, he was the, he was the good warrior and uh and he was uh you know his his right hand man was was god as it turned out krishna <laughs> and and uh you know he was fighting his family and his family was the bad guys or some of his family his brothers were the good guys with him but his cousins and uncles and such like that were fighting him and 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 he uh and he was and he didn't want to go to war that night and uh, uh you know and and so he was sitting there and and krishna uh, was was telling him what life was all about, and, and how you 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 know you can go to war. You're not really killing anybody. You're just you know you're doing what is right, and 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 that's really what the Gita is. It's 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 Krishna explaining to Arjuna that what what truth is. It's a fascinating book,
0: right? And also that uh, Arjuna's dharma. Uh, was to be a warrior and go to war. So if he right. tried to evade his dharma, he wouldn't be able to progress in life because Krishna is telling him, in order to progress on your spiritual path, you have to follow your dharma. So, do you what, what are your thoughts on dharma itself?
1: Yeah, I think I think dharma is is uh, your life plan. And in the book, I explain, uh, you know, you, you know that you know before we come to to this life we we set up a plan and that plan is for us to go have certain experiences and those experiences will teach us truth you know we look at and 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 we and we're looking for mostly emotional truth because emotional truth is hard to find in the spiritual world where you're safe and everything is is good there's no fear in the spiritual world so the nice thing about this world is we can experience fear we can experience hate we can experience all of these uh, uh various emotions that that you can't experience somewhere else but but to understand those uh, those emotional truths to really get the wisdom out of it, you have to see each problem from different perspectives. And when we and when we we do something in this world that that is not right, we pick up we pick up what is known as karma. And karma is stri- is, is is simply, something that we owe the world. It's a a lesson that we owe the world, and we owe it, not because they need it. It's because we need it. We need it because there's some aspect of some problem, of some piece of wisdom that we don't understand. So we have to have that experience to learn the other aspect of it. So our life plan and our dharma, if you will, is simply uh, uh, us executing a certain generic plan that generic from the perspective of you know each person's is is very specific but it's generic from it doesn't tell us you know to go eat breakfast in the morning and such like that it you know it's a it, it tells us these are the experiences you have to have so that you can see this particular piece of knowledge of truth from another aspect and that may not give you the total picture. But it gives you another aspect, an important aspect of that picture, and then maybe you have to fill in another aspect of it later on down the line.
0: (laughs) This all requires patience, doesn't it, David? (laughs) I'm telling you,
1: we're on an eternal uh, journey, and and you might as well enjoy it because you're on it and you can't get off of it, and nobody says that you have to be miserable.
0: Yeah, what would you say to people who, I don't know, sometimes the everyday grind gets to people, gets to me? I mean just every day it's like groundhog day the movie it's the yeah, right. same thing i mean what about that
1: i i'd say that you know if if you just understand the bigger picture and and you can sit back and relax and say hey you know this is this is something that you know that I, only i could have gotten myself into this mess and only i can get myself out of it i remember once i was at uh it was t- kind of the end of my career and i'd pretty much figured all this stuff out and i hadn't written a book yet and and one of my guys called me up, and I was running. I I, I built this corporation, and and uh, and he calls me up, and he said, uh, you know, one of the missiles, uh, uh, army missiles, has just had a uh, had a had a uh, crash in one of the test test sites, and the uh, the army and uh, your uh, our customer Raytheon is is blaming blaming us for it. And I thought, oh, swell, and uh, and and so, and this was a couple million dollar deal, and you uh, know, and, and I I thought, well, you know, we can get, I can get through this. Uh, somehow, this is a lesson for me. I've got to learn to deal with it. I probably went home and had a martini, but then uh, <laughs> that then that, that I uh, came back and said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna suck it up and uh, look at it and go figure it out and work our way through it, and it, and it did, and it costs us money, and. And then uh, you know, then it was in the past. We moved on. Mm. But but you can easily get, you can easily get frustrated, and 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 let the world get on you. If you know, and it and it trust me, it did me uh, at times too. But the longer I I went, and the more I understood, the more I accepted what was happening as, hey, this is just another lesson. No big deal. I'm uh, I'm just going to deal with it, move on, and that's and that's the and that's really the. If people can see that they have this purpose in life, and that they all none of this stuff is an accident, and they're only getting what they need, and and once they deal with it, it's gone. It's history. It's just a lesson for them to learn. If you can if you can understand that, you can you you can really get rid of an awful lot of your frustrations.
0: Mm. On your journey, have other people played a big part personally in in your own personal life have you do you have other people helped you or organizations or any support
1: well absolutely you know people people help uh not so much in trying to figure out my problems uh or or my understanding of this but but you know i came with a set of problems that i had to uh that i had to deal with and every time uh, you know, I didn't deal with them. That problem appeared in another format until I finally decided to deal with it and And so, yeah, I would say there's a lot of people you know both both adversaries uh a lot of the adversaries that you know that we think are annoying people they're really just playing a part for us they're they're allowing us to experience something so so we ought to be as grateful to our adversaries as we are to our friends mm. but i yeah i think there's been a lot of people in my life that uh that have influenced me uh, for all for the better but sometimes i thought it was for the worst when i was embedded in the conflict
0: right so now i want to ask you about something that i read in your book In, in again i've only read the preface and the introduction so far Um, But you mentioned uh, Zechariah Sitchin. And when you talk about worldviews and when you, you know, you've mentioned on this episode several times about, you know, being able to see things from a bigger perspective. Well, you know, the many, many examples and proof on this earth that there were there were intelligent civilizations way before 10,000 years ago is uh is overwhelming and zachariah sitchin has written about it and others have written about it too uh that there were these and even edgar casey spoke about it too about atlantis and everything so what um see to me that's exciting to to think in bigger terms that okay the last two thousand years is not the sum total of the planet earth there's a lot that's gone on here
1: yeah i i agree with that i uh you know the more you look at at uh, at our history and the oddities in uh, archaeology, you know, there's an awful lot of things in archaeology that they've found that that don't make the front the front uh, display in the museum. They're they're in the back room because people say, you know, we we can't explain that. Uh, Sitchin, I think, did a really good job of of looking at the at the ancient texts, and, and a lot of them uh, come from uh this, this sumerian uh, tablets you know there's like 40,000 sumerian tablets that are absolutely fascinating and they're all written in cuneiform and we've we've had them for many many uh many many years we know exactly what they say and and uh the the only question is uh are they telling us the truth and some of it they believe completely because they talk about this civilization that they had and that they had three forms of governments, just like ours, the legislative, judicial, and executive branch, they had universities. And this is all, this is all, you know, you know in 5,000 BC. And, and, and all of this, the archeologists have believed, but then the archeologists said, oh, but they told us some myths and and some of the myths that they tell us are the same stories that are in the bible they 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 tell the story of uh of noah and the flood on these tablets they tell the story of the garden of eden but they don't say th- that that this was god that created the universe that was doing this they said this was really the anunnaki who was a civilization that came here from another planet and these were highly technically advanced people and that all of these stories that we get in uh, in the Vedas in uh, you know the Greek mythology, the Roman mythology these were really just uh, stories about this group of people that that came here and they were very real they weren't they weren't gods they were gods with the little little G not the big G hmm. and if and if you read the Old Testament and, and the way it was originally written, which uh, which has been revised today, but the Old Testament, if you change the capital G to little g and add an s on the end of God, uh, then you've got gods, and it reads in a very very different. You go read Leviticus again, and you look at it as as uh, God is really an Anunnaki who seems to have uh, gone astray. Uh, what you'll you'll get a very different picture of uh, of, of history. And I and I think it, it you know it it explains so much about where this civilization came from. The clay tablets say that uh, uh, that the uh, uh, you know this Anunnaki uh, created humanity by by combining and they didn't use DNA, but but you read into it that they combined their DNA with the DNA of of some of the uh, humanoids that were on the planet like. Cro-Magnum Man or or whoever, and uh, and combine the two, and that's who we are, and 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 uh, and so it, it's an amazing stories that uh, that you can find, and I think Sitchin did an outstanding job. Is Sitchin right? I I don't know if Sitchin's right or not. I I suspect he's more right than he is wrong. But it seems to me that you know our standard archaeologists just you know chalk him off and say, hey, that doesn't make sense. But the fact of the matter is, he answers an awful lot of the questions that they can't. So I I do think uh, I do think that uh, there was another society here, and uh, and and uh, they uh, played a huge role in us.
0: Right. I like that because it opens up the worldview you know on this show, we talk a lot about meditation and how important meditation is to go within yourself to understand truth and understand everything and gain wisdom um, and 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 opening up your worldview, you know someone who's a spiritual aspirant, someone who's listening to this, who's on the journey, I think opening up your worldview. To incorporate all these things and, and really not exclude anything and just be open to it. I think that's a very essential part of our spiritual journey, because even if someone is meditating every day, but their worldview is still very small and they're, they're into certain rituals and dogma, I, I don't know how much wisdom they're gaining from that, right?
1: I, I would agree. Uh, meditation is uh, meditation and contemplation are two things that I think are very good for for people's uh, people's mind to expand themselves. But but you have to get your conscious view open too. You have to be you you have to be receptive to what's going to come in and and uh we all the the world is all about vibration and we are vibration everything out there is a vibration ideas are a vibration disease is a vibration everything uh, knowledge is a vibration and you have to you have to expand your vibration so that it, it 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 is able to receive the this other information this other wisdom and uh, And you have to get it so for example, that you don't want to vib- you know if you sit down and you fear getting a disease, if you sit around and fear cancer you will you will change your vibration to be more receptive to cancer it doesn't guarantee you 'll get it but it'll it increases your opportunity to so so you have to you have to get your vibration level to the point so that when you meditate and when you contemplate these ideas can come into you. And you can uh, and you can grow from them,
0: right? I, and that's so funny talking about worldviews. I often think that paradigms and worldviews are are man they're man made. They're like governments. I mean, human beings make governments. God didn't make any government, and it's like these worldviews are just set up. You know, over time they get added to and 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 uh, merged and whatever. But they're just stories. They're just these mental constructs. And when you break, your, I think when a person breaks themselves down to just a human being, that's alive in this wonderful universe. I mean, these worldviews can be very constricting. So, so the message of your book, I I really like it. So, well,
1: yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a, it's worldview is is very self limiting and we need to really expand that and and uh, and and I think it can enhance us tremendously in, in all aspects of our life
0: right so david gagan um, author of the endless journey and your website is davidgagan.com d a v i d g a g g i n .com do you have any uh, any last message? You know, it's funny. I posted on... Uh, I, I mean, you've just given us so much of <laughs> a great message. But I posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago, and I, I wrote this. I said, if you had... What was it? 60 seconds? If you had 60 seconds to address every single human being on Earth... I mean, think about that. You're sitting at a microphone, and every human on Earth is listening. And my question was, what would you say? And a lot of people... Um, a lot of people came up with really inspiring answers on facebook um, i 've shared a couple answers on the show before, but um, anyway i don 't want to put any pressure on you, but do you do you have any <laughs> last words or any messages for us
1: I, I think my overriding uh, message is that uh, you uh, the people out there, you me, everybody, has worked far harder to get where we are in this existence than we realize and we deserve to be happy and enjoy life. We need to treat ourselves to a new life. And it's much easier than you think. If you can just change your worldview, if you can just see the world from a broader perspective, you can change so much of your life so easily. It's a, you, you'll, you'll find a purpose, and everybody needs a purpose. But you need to enjoy your purpose. You need to enjoy the trip. It's a long trip. Mm. You might as well enjoy it.
0: Right. David, thank you so much for coming on The Mystic Show and sharing your time with us.
1: Thanks, Chris. I really enjoyed it.
0: This was really great. Thanks again. And uh, thank you for listening. Wow. I'm, I'm going to have to listen to this episode a few times myself. Um, check out our website, themysticshow.net, for all previous episodes. And you could sign up for the behind-the-scenes emails. I appreciate you listening. I hope you got some value out of this. I'm sure you did. And as you move through your day, maybe you can contemplate some of these ideas. Maybe you can talk with some other people about these ideas. Maybe you can make some notes for yourself. And of course, as always, keep shining.